Hello, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Four, the Whisperer. On Friday afternoons, Miss Weathervane read to the fourth grade class. She usually read for about half an hour, but if the story was very interesting and the children were quiet and well behaved, she often read longer. This Friday, she was reading from a book of Japanese folk tales called "The Man Who Bought a Dream." As she was reading, came from her the far corner of the classroom. Miss Weathervane stopped reading. She said, "When Evelyn Rover and Mary Crackle stop whispering, I shall continue." But Evelyn and Mary were so busy whispering they didn't hear her. Their desks were opposite each other, and by leaning. Across the aisle, they could put their heads together and whisper and giggle very conveniently. They were whispering about Evelyn's birthday party, which was next Saturday, and how Evelyn's mother had told her to invite every little girl in her class, but she just wouldn't ask that awful Cornelia Whitehouse, who lived in a trailer and got her clothes from the Saint Vincent de Paul rummage sale. They hissed and giggled. While the class waited impatiently for Miss Weathervane to go on with the story, finally Miss Weathervane put her pencil in the book to hold the place, stood up, wrapped on the desk with her ruler, and said in a loud voice, "Evelyn Rover and Mary Crackle, come to the front of the room at once." The two little girls jumped guiltily, then stood up and walked over to Miss Weathervane's desk. Mary was embarrassed and a little bit frightened, but Evelyn tossed her ponytail, which was held with two sterling silver berets, shuffled her party shoes, which she wore to school every day, and lowered her eyelids in an attempt to look superior and bored. Mary was her her very best friend and admired everything she did, wished she could be like Evelyn and not be scared of her teacher and look haughty like a princess. Miss Weathervane said, "I'm sure the class would appreciate it if you girls would tell us all what's so important that it can't wait until after the story time." Mary blushed and hung her head. Evelyn said boldly, "I'd like to tell you, Miss Weathervane. I really would, but I promised my mamma I wouldn't because it's my birthday party and everybody isn't invited." She turned around and looked meaningly to poor little Cornelia Whitehouse, then at Mary, who simpered. Miss Weathervane said sharply, "As long as the party is not school business, I would prefer that you did not discuss it during school hours, especially when I am reading. Also, I would like to have you both stay after school and write a report on the stories we have read this afternoon. Now take your seats." Mary slunk to the back of the room and sat down. She didn't look at any of her classmates, but Evelyn looked triumphantly around the room, then slowly sauntered back to her seat. After she had sat down, she banged open her desk and made as much noise as she could, getting out a pencil and some paper for her book report. Mary watched her admiringly and giggled behind her hand. Miss Weathervane sighed. She opened up the book and went on with the story. She looked up at the class. They were all smiling happily, especially Cornelia Whitehouse, whose pale cheeks were flushed and her eyes shining with joy. "You enjoyed the story, didn't you, Cornelia?" asked Miss Weathervane gently. "Oh yes," Cornelia sighing. "It was just wonderful. 
From the back of the room came the squeaky twitter of giggles, followed by the snake-like hiss of whispering. Mary and Evelyn had their heads together again, their hands cupped by the mouths, their eyes on Cornelia. Miss Weathervane said sharply, Class dismissed, all except Mary and Evelyn. When Mary and Evelyn finally finished their reports and brought them up to the teacher's desk, Miss Weathervane said, Have you girls ever thought how you would feel if you had no father, no pretty clothes, especially if two of your classmates, whose fathers had fine positions, whispered, whispered about you and giggled and didn't invite you to their birthday parties? Mary hung her head and picked at her buttons of her sweater. Evelyn said, I wouldn't care. But you would, Miss Weathervane said. You'd care more than anyone in this class because you are a vain little girl and clothes are very important to you. My mama says I have natural style, Evelyn said. She says I'm going to be a fashion model when I grow up. Mary said, me too. Evelyn laughed condescendingly. Oh, Mary, don't be silly, she said. You couldn't be a model. Miss Weathervane said, Some day you will learn, Evelyn, that a kind heart and humility are more important to beauty than natural style. Now run along, both of you. I have papers to correct. All the way home from school, Evelyn and Mary giggled and whispered about Cornelia and her raggedy old clothes, Miss Weathervane, and how mad they had made her the party, and lots of other subjects. When they got to Mary's house, which was next door to Evelyn's, a big black cloud slid suddenly over the sun, and large drops of rain began to splat onto the sidewalk. Ooh-wee, they squealed, and pulled their school coats up over their heads. Mary's mother, who was on her knees by the fence weeding her perennial bed, called out, Hi, girls, how was school? Oh, it was okay, Mary said. Then cupping her hand in front of her mouth, she whispered to Evelyn, Don't tell her about staying after school. I won't, whispered Evelyn. Whispering's rude, remarked Mary's mother from behind a clump of flocks. Golly, your mama sounds mad, whispered Evelyn behind her hand to Mary. Oh, she's not mad, whispered Mary. She just doesn't like whispering. "'said Mary's mother, wiping her hands on her blue jeans. "'You sound like a couple of old snakes. "'Maybe I'd better go downtown and buy some snake food "'and throw away that fresh chocolate cake I have made in the kitchen.' "'Chocolate cake!' shrieked the little girls. "'Goody, that's neat!' "'They ran to the house and slammed the back door. "'Mrs. Crackle went on weeding in spite of the raindrops, "'which were coming down faster and faster.' By the time she had finished the perennial bed, her hair was soaked. Rain was running into her eyes, but Mary's mother smiled happily. It was a warm spring rain and would be wonderful for her garden. She put the hoe on top of the weeds and the troll in the wheelbarrow and was just going to push it into the garage when she noticed a forlorn little figure leaning on the gate. She said, "'Hello there. Are you one of Mary's little friends?' Cornelia Whitehouse, for that was who it was, said, Well, I'm in Mary's room at school. My, you have a pretty yard. I just love gardens. We live in a trailer and can't have one. Mary's mother said, Then your daddy must work in the big factory. Not my daddy. He's dead, the little girl said. My mom works there. 
One of the ladies at the plant who works with Mom owns the trailer and lets us live there. Oh, my goodness, what's the matter with me? said Mary's mother. Here we are standing out in the rain and getting all wet. Let's go in the house. Mary and her little friend Evelyn are in the kitchen eating chocolate cake I just baked. She walked over and pushed open the gate, but the little girl hung back. Hurry, said Mary's mother, pushing the gate open wider. A big gust of wind came whooshing around the house, and the rain came down even faster. Still the little girl hung back. Mary's mother reached out, took her hand, and pulled her into the yard. Come along, she said, smiling. Let's hurry before those little pigs eat all the cake. Pulling Cornelia along, with her, she ran up the path, onto the back porch, and into the kitchen. Look, she said to Mary and Evelyn, who were sitting in the kitchen table, eating large wedges of chocolate cake. I brought a little friend for you. Where'd you find her? Mary asked ungraciously. She came sailing in on a big gust of wind, her mother said. Mary and Evelyn gave each other sly looks, put their heads together, and began to whisper. Mrs. Crackle said sharply, Mary, where are your manners? Introduce your little friend and invite her to take some cake. Mary looked at Evelyn, who cupped her hand over her mouth, leaned over, and whispered something in Mary's ear. Mary giggled. Evelyn giggled. Cornelia flushed. Mrs. Crackle said, Mary Crackle, stop that whispering this instant. It is rude and unkind, and I won't have it. Now, Mary, stand up and greet your little friend and introduce her. Slowly, sulkily, Mary stood up and said, Mother, I'd like to you to meet Cornelia, a uh, uh. ragbag, said Evelyn in a loud whisper. Both girls burst into giggles. Mrs. Crackle said, Mary, go up to your room and stay there. Evelyn, you may go home. Cornelia, let's you and me have a cup of tea and a piece of cake. Oh, that's all right, said Cornelia. I'd better go. You'll do no such thing, said Mrs. Crackle. Hurry up, Mary, go up to your room. Here's your coat, Evelyn, now scat. Mary said, but Evelyn hasn't finished her cake. I think it's rude to send her home before she's finished. I'll hand her the manners in this family, said her mother. Now you march. Mary went sulkily out of the kitchen, and Evelyn slammed the door hard as she went out. Mrs. Crackle cut two hunks of fresh, gooey chocolate cake, poured boiling water in the teapot, and then she and Cornelia sat down. As they ate, she asked Cornelia about school and her trailer house, and if she had any little girls to play with, which she hadn't. And Cornelia asked her about flowers and how to grow them and how long it took for them to bloom. They were just finishing their tea party when there was a knock at the back door, and it was Evelyn who said that her mother had sent her over to apologize, which she did very ungraciously, and then she said, Cornelia, Mama says I have to invite you to my birthday party. It is a week from tomorrow at twelve o'clock. Oh, thank you, said Cornelia, smiling. Thank you, Evelyn, ever so much for asking me. Evelyn did not smile back. She opened the back door, started out, and then turned and said, Try and wear a clean dress, if you have one. She slammed the door and was gone. Cornelia's face turned very red, and two big tears splashed down to the crumbs on her plate. Mary's mother said, 
It's sometimes very hard for me to remember that nice little girl Evelyn used to be. Now I've got an idea about the party. I think it's a pretty good one, but if you don't like it, you just say so. This is it. We both like gardening, and I have a big garden and need help with the weeding and transplanting. So why don't you come here after school every day and help me in the garden, and for payment, I'll get you a new dress to wear at Evelyn's party. Cornelia said, Oh, boy, I'll come tomorrow right after school. I'll run all the way. That won't be necessary, Mary's mother said, laughing. But you had better bring along some old clothes to wear. Weeding is pretty dirty work. Now, as soon as I put these dishes in the sink, I'll drive you home. Cornelia said, I'll clear up the dishes, Mrs. Crackle. I'd like to. She jumped to her feet and began carrying the plates and cups to the sink. Mary's mother said, Thank you very much, Cornelia. I'd appreciate that. I'll just run up and get out of my gardening clothes and I'll drive you home. After she had changed her clothes, Mrs. Crackle went into Mary's room and asked Mary, who was sitting grumpily by the window, looking out at the rain, if she wouldn't like to go with her when she drove Cornelia home. Mary said, Can Evelyn come too? No, she can't, said Mrs. Crackle crisply. She was very rude to Cornelia this afternoon. And anyway, I can't bear her silly giggling and whispering all the time. Mary said, Evelyn Rover is my very, very best friend in all the world, and I love her ever so much. And I tell her everything about everything, and if you don't want her along, then I don't want to go. What did Cornelia have to come over here for anyway? Nobody likes her. Mrs. Crackle said, she's lonely. Her mother works, and when she comes home from school, she comes home to a little empty trailer in a shabby, miserable little trailer park. How would you like to live like that? I wouldn't, said Mary. I think it's awful, and I'm sorry for her, and I'm ashamed I said anything about her clothes. Of course you are, Mary's mother said, putting her arm around her. Now, run in and wash your face and hurry back. It's getting late and I have to go to the store. When they got downstairs, Cornelia had finished the dishes and was rinsing out the doggie's water dish. Mrs. Crackle thanked her and Mary said, Gosh, everything looks so neat, Cornelia. I wish you'd come over every afternoon. She's going to for a while, said Mrs. Crackle. She's going to help me in the garden. Mary looked surprised. But before she could say anything, Robbie and Billy, her two little brothers, came crashing in the back door. Robbie was carrying a baby, Robin, and Billy, a part of an old nest. Robbie said, Mom, look at this poor little Robin. We found him laying in the sidewalk right in front of the Armstrongs, and I bet their old cat knocked it down, Billy said. His poor little old nest was laying right beside him, and there was an eggshell in it. Do you think if we fix the nest up and put in our room, he'd stay in it? I'm sure I don't know, said Mrs. Crackle. Let me see the bird. Gently she took the baby bird from Robbie and put him down in the kitchen table. He slumped down and put his head under his wing. Mrs. Crackle said, I wonder what's the matter. Frankly, I don't know much about baby birds. I do, said Cornelia. I had a baby robin last year. I think this little ba baby bird's hungry. 
You boys go out and dig him some angleworms. I'll fix him a box, just the way I did for my bird. Where do you find angleworms? Bobby asked. In the compost pile by the garage. There are lots of angleworms out there, said Mrs. Crackle. How do you feed birds? Mary asked. As soon as the boys get the worms, I'll show you, Cornelia said. But first, we have to fix the box. We need a little shoe box and some cotton. Mrs. Crackle said, There is a shoe box on the shelf of my closet and a roll of cotton in the top drawer of the linen closet. Mary, you run up and get them. Mary put her hand over her mouth and whispered to Cornelia, Come on up with me and I'll show you my charm bracelet. I have a little silver telephone with a receiver that really comes off the hook. Cornelia cupped her hand over her mouth, whispering back, Tomorrow when I come over, I'll bring my picture of movie stars. I've got hundreds. Mary whispered, Over a hundred? How neat. Bring them for sure. Said Mrs. Crackle. Here come the boys, and you haven't fixed the nest. Mary and Cornelia ran upstairs, and Cornelia had the box fixed in just a jiffy. When they came downstairs, Robbie and Bobby were standing by the bird whom they had named Admiral after Admiral Admiral Bird, trying to get him to take his head out from under his wing and eat a fat, nervous worm that was thrashing around on a kitchen table. Cornelia cupped her hand over her mouth and whispered to Mary, Aren't boys dumb? They don't even know how to feed a bird. Mary giggled and started to whisper again, Boys are dumb. Worms are disgusting. Ugh. Bobby and Billy said, Aw, quit your whispering and giggling and show us how to feed the bird. Cornelia walked over to the table and picked up the worm. Mary squealed, Eek! Don't touch him, Cornelia. Cornelia said, He's just an old angle worm. Here. She picked up the worm and began tickling Admiral with it. After a little bit, the robin lifted up his head, saw the worm, and opened his mouth, and Cornelia dropped the worm in. He gulped a few times and then opened his mouth for more. This time, Robbie dropped the worm in, then Billy, then Cornelia, and then Robbie and Billy, and finally Mary. Then Mrs. Crackle said that she just had to go to the store, and did the boys want to come or stay and dig worms for their bird? They, of course, elected to stay home and feed the bird, so Cornelia and Mary and Mrs. Crackle went to the store and drove Cornelia home. When Mary saw the ugly old, unpainted trailer with the trash-littered yard where Cornelia lived, she lived she felt very ashamed of the way she and Evelyn had acted. Impulsively, she whispered to Cornelia, How would you like to be in Evelyn's and my secret society? We call it the Hush Hush Club. Oh, I just love it, Cornelia whispered back. I'll see you at school tomorrow morning then, whispered Mary. Okay, Cornelia whispered. And she was so used to whispering that she whispered, Thank you for the cake and for taking me home to Mrs. Crackle. And then they all laughed, and Mrs. Crackle said, You girls had better watch out. You might forget how to speak out loud. On the way home, Mary told her mother how sorry she felt for Cornelia and how she had asked her to be a member of the Hush Hush Club. Mrs. Crackle told Mary about Evelyn's party and how hateful Evelyn had been and how she had asked Cornelia to help her in the garden in exchange for a new party dress. Mary said that she thought her mother was just wonderful and leaned over and hugged her.
Mrs. Crackle smiled happily to herself because even though Mary hadn't stopped whispering, she certainly was being her own sweet friendly self again, and Mrs. Crackle just couldn't wait to tell Mr. Crackle. The next morning was beautiful with sunshine and bird singing, and Admiral Bird still alive and peeping. Right after breakfast, Evelyn knocked at the back door. She was wearing a new green dress with a huge full skirt, new green slippers, and new green sweater, and she had a green ribbon tied around her ponytail. Mary said, Oh, Evelyn, you look adorable, just adorable. Evelyn blinked her eyes and said, Oh, I don't think so. Mary's mother said, Don't forget your spelling book, Mary, and remember... There's going to be a walk home with Cornelia tonight. Evelyn said, Cornelia, that rat bag? How come? Mary kept her hand around her mouth and whispered, I feel awfully sorry for her. She lives in a dumpy old trailer and she's going to help mother in the garden. Evelyn kept her hand around her mouth and whispered, I don't feel sorry for her. I think she's goopy. Her clothes are dirty. I'm just furious. Mother made me ask her to my party. Mr. Crackle said crossly, tap, 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 tap. The two little town gossips. Mary said, oh, Daddy, come on, Evelyn, we have to hurry, and she whispered again as she left the house. Oh, go on to school, said Mrs. Crackle crossly. I'm sick to death of your whispering and giggling. After the little girls had gone, she poured Mr. Crackle and herself another cup of coffee. As he stirred sugar into his cup, Mr. Crackle said, "'Something has to be done about those two dreadful little females.' "'What about?' asked Mrs. Crackle. "'What would you suggest?' "'I guess I'd better call Mrs. Pigglewiggle,' said Mr. Crackle. "'I guess we'd better,' said Mrs. Crackle, "'and right now. "'But, of course, she didn't get to call Mrs. Pigglewiggle right now "'because Robbie and Billy had to leave for school while Admiral was still hungry.' So Mrs. Crackle spent the entire morning digging in her compost pile for angleworms. By the time she finally got Admiral filled up, she was so tired she had to sit down and have a cup of coffee. Then she had to wash the breakfast dishes and make the beds and dust the living room. She was just finishing when Mrs. Rover knocked at the door and to Mrs. Crackle's surprise said, Elizabeth! I'm worried to death about Evelyn. She's got so mean lately. She whispers and gossips all the time, and I was just shocked when she told me she hadn't invited poor little Cornelia to her party. She never speaks in a normal tone of voice any more. It's whispering and whispering from morning till night. Carter and I are nearly frantic. Mrs. Crackle said, It's just as bad over here if that's any comfort to you. In fact, Cantilever calls Evelyn and Mary the town gossips. He wants me to telephone Mrs. Pigglewiggle. I was just about to when you called. You mean that funny little woman who lives down on Vane Maple? Yes, that's Mrs. Pigglewiggle, and she knows more about children than anybody in town, and she has all sorts of magic cures for their bad habits. Well, for heaven's sake, let's call her right away, said Evelyn's mother. Maybe she can tell us how to get rid of Mary and Evelyn's meanness before the party. If she can't, I do declare I don't think I'll have the party. When Mrs. Pigglewiggle heard about Evelyn and Mary, she said, There must be an epidemic of whispering going around. I'm almost out of whisper sticks. Whisper sticks, 
asked Mrs. Crackle. What are they? They're magic candy sticks, said Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Two or three sucks, and you can't speak above a whisper. Also, they have a very f- nice flavor, sort of raspberry cherry, and children love them, especially little girls. How long does this not speaking above a whisper last? asked Mary's mother. Usually all day, said Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Depends upon how fast the child eats the whisper stick. How many do you think you and Mrs. Rover will need? I really don't know, said Mary's mother. What do you think? I should say seven, said Mrs. Piggle Wiggle promptly. Three each for Evelyn and Mary and one for Cornelia. But Cornelia doesn't need any, exclaimed Mrs. Crackle. She will, said Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. As soon as she gets friendly with Mary, she'll start whispering. They always do. I'll send the whisper sticks home with Billy and Robbie. They have a Cub Scout meeting here today. Oh, thank you so much, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, said Mary's mother gratefully. No trouble at all, said Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Please call and let me know how everything turns out. Oh, I will, said Mary's mother. Then she told Evelyn's mother all about the whisper sticks, and she was delighted. In fact, they were both so happy and talked so much about the wonderful cure, they began to think it had already happened. It was a great disappointment to them when Evelyn and Mary came walking up the street, their arms around each other's waists, their heads together, whispering for all they were worth, while behind them looked forlorn and friendless, sagged Cornelia. "'Just look at that,' said Evelyn's mother, stirring her coffee angrily. "'Those two hateful little old things, with their heads together, saying mean things about the poor little Cornelia.' "'Of course we don't know that they are,' said Mary's mother, passing the cake. "'But it certainly looks that way. "'However, Cornelia came over to help me with the garden, "'so the way Mary and Evelyn treat her doesn't make much difference today. "'If you'll pardon me just a minute, I'll have to go change and get started.' "'I do hope she brought her work clothes.' "'Jumping to her feet, Evelyn's mother said, "'I'm going right home and make that poor little thing a hymn.' A ham sandwich. She's nothing but a bundle of little bones. Mary's mother said, Make her a peanut butter sandwich right here. Pour a glass of milk and cut her a big piece of cake, too, will you? I'm going out and bring her in. Stepping out, Mary's mother called, Cornelia, may I speak to you? Instantly, Evelyn and Mary, who had separated for a minute, put their heads together and began whispering again. Briskly, Mrs. Crackle said, You too, Mary, come here, I want to speak to you. Cornelia came running, but Mary and Evelyn parted slowly, like two sticky caramels being pulled apart, gave each other long, meaningful looks, and then doubled up in giggles. When Mary finally started up the back steps, Mrs. Crackle couldn't help giving her a hard little spank. "'Hey, that hurt,' Mary said, looking surprised. "'I meant it to,' said Mrs. Crackle. "'That's to remind you that you and Evelyn were rude and hateful just now. "'Go upstairs and change your clothes and lend Cornelia a T-shirt. "'She forgot to bring one. "'Cornelia had forgotten a T-shirt, but she hadn't forgotten her scrapbook and movie stars.' She and Mary whispered and giggled over in upstairs while they were changing their clothes and downstairs while they were eating their sandwiches and cake. Then, while Cornelia pulled weeds, Mary sat in the wheelbarrow and looked at the pictures, and she and Cornelia giggled and whispered about them. 
After a while, Evelyn came over to see what they were doing, but Mary wouldn't show her the book, and she and Cornelia whispered and giggled so rudely that finally Evelyn yelled out, Oh, you make me sick! You ragbag! I don't like either of you! Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me, chanted Cornelia as she deftly pulled the grass from around the deaf finiums. Mrs. Crackle and Mrs. Rover watched the children from the breakfast room window, were ashamed to see how hateful they were acting. Then Mary had to go to her music lesson, and when she had gone, Evelyn came over and she and Cornelia giggled and whispered over the book of movie stars. Mrs. Crackle and Mrs. Rover thought that Billy and Robbie would never get there with their whisper sticks. But they did, finally, and as soon as they had changed their clothes and took Admiral out to compost pile for his afternoon snack of about a hundred worms, Mrs. Crackle gave Evelyn and Cornelia each a whisper stick. "'Oh, thank you very much!' Both girls said as they quickly peeled off the paper. Mmm, this candy is good, said Cornelia, happily licking her stick. What kind is it? I'm not sure who makes the candy, said Mrs. Crackle, but I've been told it's delicious. Oh, it is, said Evelyn, biting off a chunk. It is. Mrs. Crackle couldn't hear the rest of what she said because her voice disappeared and she spoke in a faint whisper like tissue paper in a Christmas box. What did you say, Evelyn? asked Cornelia. Her voice had grown low and very quiet, a perfect library voice. Speak louder, Cornelia. I can't hear you, Evelyn said, but nobody could hear her because her words came out soft, wish like the rustle of a silk petticoat. "'What did you say?' Cornelia asked, but Evelyn couldn't hear her because her voice was now the soft crooning of a mother putting a baby to sleep. Then Mary came home from her music lesson. "'Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Cornelia,' she called out happily. said Evelyn. She sounded like the wind blowing through the prairie grass. called out Cornelia, who now sounded like the tiny singing of a tea kettle. If you kids are going to whisper about me, I'm going in the house, Mary said angrily. Mrs. Crackle said, How about a stick of candy? I'd love one, said Mary. I'm starving. Her mother gave her a stick of candy, and she eagerly pulled down the wax paper and began sucking. After about three licks, she turned to her mother and said, Miss Prince says that I can have two new pieces next time. She looked happily but she gasped out her words as if she had been running for about a hundred miles. That's fine, dear, said Mrs. Crackle. Perhaps she will let you try the witch's dance. Oh, I hope so, said Mary, or rather buzzed Mary, because now she sounded like a bee on a screen door. Cornelia, on her knees in the delphinium bed, sat back on her heels and said, I'm almost through here, Mrs. Crackle. What do you want me to do next? Mrs. Crackle didn't answer her. In fact, didn't even look at her because all she could hear was a thin little hissing sound like a leak in the hose. Cornelia repeated what she had said, this time shouting as loud as she could. This time she sounded like a dried peas rattling in the pods. 
Mary, seeing that Cornelia was talking, and not being able to hear her, of course, decided that she was whispering to Evelyn. Angrily biting off a piece of her candy stick, Mary said, I told you, kids, that if you don't stop whispering, I would go in the house, and I mean it. Of course, Evelyn and Cornelia didn't pay any attention to her because all they could hear was a thin little noise like a faraway broom sweeping a faraway room. Evelyn said, as soon as Cornelia is finishing her garden, let's go over to my house and make caramel apples. Mama lets me make them whenever I want. She waited for excited squeals, but Cornelia, who was gazing up at Mrs. Crackle waiting for instructions, didn't even turn her head. Mary, who was stamping angrily towards the house, didn't turn around, and Mrs. Crackle, who was grown up and should have good manners, walked into the house behind Mary. Of course, nobody heard her, for who can hear a spring breeze riffling through the apple blossoms? Evelyn flounced out of the wheelbarrow, slammed down Cornelia's movie star book, stamped out of the yard, and slammed the gate. Then she called back, I don't like anybody here. You are all rude and horrible and mean, and if you come to my birthday party, I'll stamp on your presents and slam the door in your faces. Cornelia, who hadn't seen Evelyn go and had gone back to her weeding, looked up and seeing nobody, said to herself, That's funny. I heard a little noise like somebody's brushing sugar off a shelf. But there is nobody around, so it must have been the trees. She took another suck on her candy stick, wrapped it up, and put it in her pocket, and went on with her weeding. In a few minutes, Mary came out and sat down in the wheelbarrow. She said, I thought you were my friend. How come you're whispering to Evelyn? Cornelia said, You're whispering so softly, I can't hear you. Mary said, I can see your lips moving, but no words come out. What's the matter? What did you say? Cornelia asked. I said, I can see your lips move, but no words come out. What's the matter? Mary shouted. Cornelia said, Why do you whisper? Nobody is around here to hear you. I'm not whispering, Mary screamed. Stop whispering, Cornelia said. I can't hear you, Mary yelled. Talk louder. I'm talking as loud as I can. In fact, I'm screaming, screamed Cornelia. Then, because Cornelia had put her candy away while she was weeding and hadn't had a lick for quite a while, her voice began to come back a tiny bit. In fact, Mary could make out, I'm screaming. She said angrily, You are not screaming. You're whispering as softly as you can. I think you're mean. I got you into the hush-hush club, and now you're whispering about me. As far as Cornelia was concerned, all that was coming out of Mary's mouth was faint little gasp breaths. She had no idea what she was saying or trying to say. In fact, she thought Mary was teasing her and pretending to talk the way the members of the hush-hush club did to non-members. Furiously, she said, Okay, then, be mean. I don't care. Anyway, I'm going into the house to talk to your mother. She got up and ran into the house. Then Evelyn, who had been sitting on the front steps, sulking and licking her whisper stick, saw Mary alone and called out, Hey, Mary, come on over. I'm going to make caramel apples. Of course, Mary couldn't hear her any more, and she couldn't hear the leaves rubbing against each other in the chestnut tree at the end of the block. 
But Evelyn, who had no idea that she was whispering because her voice sounded perfectly normal in her own ears, thought Mary didn't answer because she was mad at her. Mary began to cry. Cornelia came out of the house and began weeding the flower bed by the porch. Mary walked over to her and said, "'What's the matter with me? Nobody can hear what I say.' Then she had an idea. She rushed into the house and got a pencil and a pad of paper. On it she wrote, "'Something is the matter with my throat. Nobody can hear what I say. Call the doctor.' She took this note into her mother, who, with Mrs. Rover, was going through fashion books looking for a dress for Cornelia. Mrs. Crackle read the note and said, "'There's nothing wrong with your throat, Mary. It is just that you have been whispering so much lately your vocal cords have decided that you didn't like them and have taken a little vacation.' "'But when will they be back?' wrote Mary. "'When you stop whispering,' said her mother. "'I imagine that if you took a pledge to stop whispering entirely, "'except on very necessary occasions, "'such as speaking in the library and telling nice secrets about birthday presents "'and things like that, your voice would come back and would work tomorrow morning.' "'What about Cornelia and Evelyn?' wrote Mary. "'They whisper all the time.' They are suffering from the same disease you are, said Mrs. Crackle. Now, I'll tell you what to do. You go and tell, or rather write down, what I said, and show it to Cornelia and Evelyn. Then you write out a pledge, giving a solemn oath that you promise never to gossip and to whisper except when absolutely necessary. But, Mother, Mary scribed excitedly, how can we have the Hush Hush Club if we don't whisper? That's was the main purpose of the club. Everything was secret. Then I think it is time it was broken up, her mother said. I don't approve of little whispering secret groups. Perhaps you can think of a better kind of club to organize. What about a picnic club? asked Evelyn's mother. You could go on picnics every Saturday, and we mothers would provide the lunches. That would be fun, said Mrs. Crackle, and on rainy days you could write plays and act in them. Mary thought for a minute or two and then wrote, I'll have to see what the other members think. Her mother said, Well, write a note to the two that are here now and tell them to come in here. I want to talk to them. After Mary had gone out to get Evelyn and Cornelia, Mrs. Rover said to Mrs. Crackle, "'You know, Elizabeth, I do believe that those children have learned a lesson. "'I don't think they're going to have to use the rest of those whisper-sticks. "'We'd better send them back to Mrs. Pigglewickle.' "'Better yet, I'm going to give them to Miss Weathervane,' said Mary's mother. "'She told me that the whispering during Friday story time had gotten so bad "'she had almost decided to give up reading to the children altogether. "'I'm going to tell her.' to break the whisper-sticks up into little pieces and give each whisperer one before the reading starts. What a wonderful idea, said Mrs. Rover, and you know what, Elizabeth, I'm going to take one whisper-stick and keep it on hand just in case any whispers break out at the party. Oh, that party is going to be a big success now. I can hardly wait. But don't you really think the pink would be better for Cornelia? She is so pale. Whatever you say, said Mary's mother, you're the one who knows about fashion. Now, I had better call Mrs. Pigglewiggle and thank her. Mm -hmm.